The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of Owen TV's management, staff, or board of directors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collection Reflection. I am your host, Tim Williams. And joining me, as always, uh, my co-host, the owner, proprietor, and curator of the auditorium in Lapeer, none other than the luminescent long drink of water, <laughs> Kristen Griffiths. What's up? How are you today, Kristen? Good. How are you? Uh, not bad. And uh, let's... Get right into it. The segment that has taken America by storm, and it is none other than what you got. <laughs> okay, you go first. Uh, really? You want me to go first? You okay. always go first. It's like the thing. That's why you need to go first. No, that's why you go first. It's like this ritual. Well, I need uh, I need the theme music first. Oh. Uh, all right, there you go. Something like that. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I have had a antique store in my town that I've lived in for about 15 years, and I just recently visited it for, well, I take that back. I, I was there one other time, but they didn't have anything cool. Um, <laughs> so I found this. It's uh, with uh, Kong versus Godzilla coming up. It is a King Kong bank from the 60s, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, what are these called? Um Blown, something blown. Anyway, there's like a lot of these out there. Uh, when, once I looked into it, uh, there's actually a lot of these out there and a lot of different versions of it. But okay. Anyway, I feel um, like I've seen so it before. I showed you. I sh- I think I sent it to you before when I got it. I sent, oh, okay. sent you a picture of it. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised you haven't had any of these come through your store. No, honestly. I haven't. They're pretty so, cool though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'd um, put them in there. Yeah, and uh, just one other thing that uh, you're probably recognized another universal monster toy from the 60s oh hey where did i get that from the auditorium i did i did so uh this is a marks toy from the 60s they did all the universal monsters um so i guess the thing was that they were that you were supposed to like paint them oh Uh, okay so I've I've seen some really cool paint jobs, but I'm not gonna try it because I know I'd jack it up. But, yeah, uh, right. But yeah, so it says Frankenstein right there. It's got a little little brick. But uh, well, and they anyway. came in like purple, and they came in green. Yeah, there's different colors too, and I think there's even like glow in the dark ones out there. So like, why but, come in so many colors if you're supposed to paint them? I you know it was the, the, it was the '60s. It was a crazy time. <laughs> right. It just you know. For the people who didn't want to paint them. You know, for the people who are too lazy. Well, yeah, then you get all the different colors up there, <laughs> exactly. and you know, then you might uh, might partake in a couple mind altering things. And I mean, who knows? Yeah, and who, then you right. just get to enjoy the different colors. Yes, it was the '60s. It was. So I don't know much about them. You know, I wasn't quite there, but <laughs> I wasn't there either. Yeah. No. I, no. Oh. Well, you, why? Why are you so shocked? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I think when my mom was born, I guess you're probably younger than her. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I believe I am. But uh, anyway, right. Kristen, what you got? What do I got? All right. So I brought a 
human skull. Amazing. This is a real human skull. That is awesome. Um, it came from overseas. This skull was actually buried at one point. Really? Yep. So the brown happening on this side of the skull is actually from the person being buried and their fluids, like, oh, you know, okay, leaking out. Wow. Um. So yeah. So it has that nice dirt patina. Um. I never know. People always ask me, "Do I know who the skulls were?" Like, no. I was gonna. I was just. No, gonna I ask, don't. I was just gonna ask you that. No. Uh, let me ask you this though, because I know that you are not a fan of ghosts. Do you ever? Are you ever concerned that there's something going to be attached to the bones, and, um, and it's going to start knocking stuff off the, off the uh, shelves at your store? Yeah, my mind goes there. <laughs> um, I haven't had anything happen yet, um, and I think it's because they respect me and they know that I'm scared. So you know, they don't make contact with me because they're just really nice spirits. Excellent. Now you have told me recently that the price of skulls oh, yeah, has, has gone up. Yeah, over the past year. Um at my shop, I like to like try to sell my items cheap, keep my prices low. Um so about a year ago I was able to sell a human skull for eight hundred, nine hundred. Well now that now fifteen hundred is about what really? like the lowest I can sell them for now. Oh, okay. So right. prices, yeah. Why I don't do, know why. why. why? Oh, you don't know why? Okay. Maybe the popularity. Like, like human skulls are getting more and more popular. Really? More and more people's looking for them. So I think it's just a supply and demand type deal. So it's, it's just people kind of like you that, that like to get them to display them. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. Don't do anything creepy with them. But just, I'm just asking. Just let I don't them know. sit on your shelves and respect, you know, who they once were. And yeah. <laughs> All right. That is awesome. Uh, now, that is going to be available at your store. Is that correct? It is. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you had another one that was available. Is that still available? Yep. So okay. I currently have two at my shop along with, like, rib bones, um, a bunch of other human bones. All right. Awesome. So if anybody's in the market, anybody that's close, well, you don't even have to be close, really. Oh, no. Or wait. No. Do you ship or no? I do. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure about that. I didn't think you did. But, I'm uh, new okay. to shipping. Okay, that, that, that's why then. <laughs> All right, but if you're close, come check out the Skulls. If you're not close, check out uh, the her store online, yes. the Auditorium in Lapeer, and uh, buy yourself a Skull. Yeah, do it. So, uh, <laughs> do it. Uh, without further ado, though, let's get to our very special guest. Um, now, he does not know this, but... I have been a fan of this website for about 20 years, and I think that's about as long as he's, he's had this. Um, so without further ado, the uh, creator of Toy News International, one of the uh, best toy news websites out there, um, none other than Jay Cochran or JC, and just hold on one. All right, there you are. Uh, Jason, welcome to Collection Reflection, or Jay, I should say. Welcome to Collection Reflection. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever uh, come on a show being followed or 
leading in with a human skull. <laughs> uh, yeah, she kind of surprised me with that too. Uh, but um... I'm a pretty tough act to follow, but I believe in you. <laughs> uh, so, well, I'm going to let you ask. That, All right. That so, first yeah, the first question is. Um, tell our viewers what Toy News International is. Toy News International uh, covers the world of action figures and just in general pop culture, which has come, you know, much more of kind of a cliche name than when I first started the sites. But, you know, we cover uh, entertainment news that's related to, say, action figure brands. Now, when I say action figures, you know, a lot of people might be thinking toys for kids and no, not really. I mean, we cover a little bit of that stuff, but for the most part, we cover action figures and collectibles for the adult action figure uh, collector, which has been a growing demographic over the last 20 years, um, especially with the boom of things like, you know, Marvel movies and, and stuff like that. But essentially, you know, I, I don't know how old you guys are, but if you were like a kid and you used to look at the Steers catalog for all the new toys and action figures and stuff well it's kind of an online version of that um essentially where we give you looks at products that are that are coming out in, in the coming year and stuff like that and we'll do reviews and and uh commentary and things as well well i i definitely i definitely did look at that i don't know where did they still have those uh toy catalogs or the christmas catalogs when you were when you were a kid they still got them they did i mean they st- like, I feel like they, well, maybe they don't have them because they were, like, real thick when we were kids. And, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like that no more. Okay. Now it's just the stuff that come in the news, you know, in yeah. the newspaper. Okay. Right? For the newspaper? Well, it comes, you know, it comes in your mailbox. I, okay. Newspaper he's... flyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there's that. He's he's talking about when, when we were young, and I don't know how old Jay is either, but when I was younger, Every, you you would get a Sears catalog that was like about that thick around Christmas Day. Same. So you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if I didn't think you were old enough to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and it and it had all the latest, you know, the products for the year. So you didn't. We didn't have the internet back then. So you know, that was a early way of seeing what new products were going to be coming out and things like that. Exactly. I remember specifically seeing He Man and the Mass of the Universe in there for the first time. I had never seen them. And then I think not too long after that, I went to the store and they were on the shelves. But, but yeah, I mean, you would get that, and there was stuff that you weren't aware that that there was, you know, that was coming out, right. or whatever. Um, so, so yeah. Now, Jay, um, you were originally—I could be wrong—but you were originally called American Dream Comics. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Um, okay. When, so- I, when I first started the site my goal was not to report news on toys but it was to actually sell toys and comics oh i'd actually always wanted to open my own comic book store and um so this was you know this is back in like 2000 you know when ebay and things were just starting to get going and such and so I didn't really have the capital to open a physical store and so i went to selling online and then from there i started doing news you know back then there was wizard magazine that was doing some toy news which eventually they they you know spun out their uh, toy fair magazine from that yeah but there wasn't a lot of places to go to get information on that kind of stuff so 
I, I had gotten the idea, well, if I'm going to sell the product, then I'll, I'll do news about it as well. And that really wasn't a great idea, but, but it did lead to eventually me going straight into just doing the toy news stuff, which, which fortunately was, was a pretty good idea and, and has done me pretty well. I, I don't think I would have ever guessed 20 years ago that I would still be doing this now, but <laughs> I was going to ask you that. <laughs> uh, well, like one of the big things for me in the beginning was the, the forums. And I, I mean, I, I have a lot of, I guess my main uh, properties that I collect are Star Wars and uh, probably wrestling at that point. So I was like mainly on the wrestling forum uh, for the most part, but uh, there wasn't like a whole not, whole lot of wrestling toy news at the time. So we just kind of talked about wrestling. Um, are, are the forums, and, and I will just say this, I was on there for a long time and I have not been able to, I, I've tried within the last maybe 10 years or so, to sign back onto my account and I haven't been able to do it. So I don't know if I just need to re up it or what, but uh, is, is outsiders still the, still running the old, uh, the old uh, wrestling forum for you or, or no? Yeah. Outsider is still there. And um, okay. we don't, it, it probably doesn't focus as much on wrestling stuff there as he used to, but okay. he like does a lot of, uh, he actually, um, he does a lot of the reporting of, like the entertainment movie stuff that we post up there on, okay. on the website. So, um, and he's still active with that. And again, like I, I don't consider uh, really, you know, there are certainly better entertainment sites that deal with just movie news, but we kind of focus in or try to at least on the relevant news that, you know, it's kind of like the superhero stuff and, right. and, you know, toys that get turned into movies and things like that. So Right. So are you not selling yeah. no more? Like selling? Uh, no, I do not sell anymore. I, I got, I started out, so I was selling and, and I was actually doing pretty well, but I got to the point where it was like, I, I, it was either going to have to come up with money to be able to hire more people or, or I wasn't going to be able to keep up. So that's when I decided that to start doing just the news full time and uh and and just kind of stop the selling the other thing about the doing news and selling it at the same time is there is a little bit of a conflict because if you're selling a product and then you're reporting news or doing reviews on it you, you know you wouldn't have incentive if you're doing a review of a product you're selling you wouldn't have incentive if, you know if it was a bad product you, you would you, know, you wouldn't want to tell people because right. then they wouldn't buy it from you. So there was, right. I, I, I discovered there was definitely some conflicts there with trying to do both news and selling stuff. And so I, I just went with the news and then I brought on as advertisers places that again, back then were just starting out um, that were, were doing the full-time selling. And so that's how the sites make their money is essentially through ad revenue. So did you have a, did you already have a background in, in computer stuff or did you just say one day, Hey, this, this can't be that hard. And, uh, I'm going to start my own, my own website. It, it was more the latter. I mean, I've always had a pretty basic understanding of electronics and computers, but I mean, when I went to college, the internet was barely even a thing. So, you know, designing websites and things like that wasn't even really something that I had 
access to learning when I was in school. So okay. I started out originally, like my very first uh, website was like on uh, back during when AOL was a big thing and they had their little community thing. I, I forget what the group was called, but where you could like create your own website on, on their, on their platform. And mm -hmm. that's where I first started. And then I moved over and, and started another website with just basic HTML that I had learned myself. Okay. Eventually I got lucky and I met a, a gentleman who was running another website, which is called tformers.com, which is our yeah, familiar nowadays, with that one also. Yeah. It's our transformer specific website. But he he was in fact um, an actual computer designer, you know, website designer and everything. And so we got together and like he had approached me originally because he was selling some transformer posters or something. And we just started talking and stuff. And, okay. and so we ended up actually becoming partners. And so he ended up, you know, he does actually most of the website design and things like that. Okay. So uh, obviously, if you were thinking about selling stuff, you were already, you already had uh, a relatively big collection um, or, or were you just going to, to kind of sell newer stuff? Or, or, were, or were you planning on selling your personal collection originally? It, it started out most, I mean, yes, I had, so again, it wasn't just toys. I was like, I always wanted to do a comic book store. And I had a huge comic book collection. I'd been collecting, I started collecting comics in the uh, late eighties okay. and throughout all the nineties and, and into the two thousands. And at one point, like in the nineties, I probably bought, every title that was published and sometimes i would buy two copies and things like i mean i i bought into the uh, whole idea that one day i was going to be able to sell my comic book collection and and essentially uh, retire pay for college you know my kids college or what have you so um, that didn't work out of course because you know the comic bubble bursted right. and, and and most a lot of those comics from that time period are not worth tons of money but but uh but but yeah i essentially had uh tons of comics i had I'd been collecting, um, I didn't have as much action figures back then um, because, okay. I mean, as a kid, I played with Star Wars and Transformers and G.I. Joe, but I really didn't have those toys anymore as an adult. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started getting back into action figure collecting um, a little bit in college, but really more after I got out of school. It was really episode one, the Star Wars episode one movie that really kind of pulled me back into uh, collecting toys again um, and I had sworn I wasn't going to get those but <laughs> but I went into the KB stores and they were all sitting there and I it just brought back the nostalgia so so I ended up buying all those toys. yeah hey well that that story sounds very similar because I remember buying a Star Wars Insider magazine when they were first re-releasing the the power of the force line and I and I looked at them and I was like I was like I'm not gonna buy these these they're all like jacked up and you know, look like they're on steroids. Uh, but my, <clears throat> so uh, my ex, my ex uh, wife, I think we were dating at the time, but she bought me the Darth Vader. <laughs> and then I was like, and then we were like hooked. And then, and then her and I both were like buying everything. But uh, so, so yeah, I know how that is. Um, so you named off three pretty big properties there. What, what was your favorite toy line as a kid? 
Well, Star Wars was my first action figure line that I ever had as a kid. Um, so that probably is the nearest and dearest, but Transformers and G.I. Joe, which I kind of, I went back and forth on. Um, and it was really more, I guess, the cartoons and the comic books of Transformers and G.I. Joe that got me hooked on those properties. But, but those, all, all three of those are pretty, uh, pretty high up there on, on um, you know, my, my love for action figures and stuff. Okay. And then Marvel, the Marvel stuff in the 90s when I was in high school, um, you know, the Toy Biz five-inch figures, those really, uh, I guess, I, I guess I, the episode one stuff is stuff I started collecting as an adult, but still, I guess I was a kid in high school, but not playing with toys per se, but, but those, those Toy Biz uh, Marvel figures definitely, um, got me into collecting superhero stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty underrated line. I mean, especially as far as, I mean, cause I, I buy a lot of different stuff, but, um, especially as far as like the characters that they were making at that time. I mean, it was like crazy, like all the, the different obscure characters that, that Toy Biz was making. Uh, in the Marvel line, especially the X-Men line back then? Yeah, I, I mean, so again, going back to the comics, I had started with G.I. Joe and Transformers. That's what got me into collecting comic books. And then from there, I kind of expanded out to others like Spider-Man and X-Men and stuff. I'd walk down to my local convenience store and buy, buy the new issues. And so and so I, by the time I was in high school, I was definitely collecting a lot of comics. But growing up, I really didn't have access there wasn't a lot of superhero action figure lines right. when I was an actual kid. There was the Mego stuff, which predates me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually Mattel did the Secret Wars stuff, which I don't even really remember seeing as a kid. So it was really the Toy Biz stuff that, that really got me into, you know, and at that point I was a ac- very active comic book reader. So, so uh, yeah, I, I think I only ever found one of the Secret Wars line, or I, I at least only ever bought one and that was Dr. Doom. But um so you were more obviously a Marvel fan because you didn't get into the the uh, superpowers line from DC at all. Definitely, I've probably always been more of a Marvel fan in general. Though I, I again got, I guess I would say the Michael Keaton Batman movie probably got me uh, into DC, and then I again I started collecting as I was going along, I started collecting Batman comics and things like that. And I did, like I had some of the movie figures, the Toy Biz uh, five inch movie figures from Batman movie, but I didn't okay. actively collect the the superpowers line. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was more of a Marvel guy too, but as far as the toy line goes, again, there was like a lot of, of figures in that line that I didn't think you would get. I remember I had Hawkman and I, I, I didn't have a ton of them, but but I did, I did enjoy that line, but I was more of a Marvel comic fan and, and more of a Marvel cartoon fan than I was DC. But I did buy a lot of the, the, uh, the superpowers, superpowers toys also. But um, Yeah, I mean, that was a great line, and, and they did some really cool figures with that as well. So it's just, I don't know why I didn't really get into them. I guess it's just, I was more into Marvel at that point. So, yeah. Uh, so going back to like your early days on online, um, w- would you kind of consider yourself a-, a pioneer for that as far a- a- as uh, like a toy news news website? G- 
go. I mean, I can think of maybe a couple just that were like flat out Star Wars related. There might have been other ones, but but as far as as your site and, and covering everything, uh, were you one of the first ones to do that? If not the first one to do that, I was not the first, but yes, I was definitely one of the early ones. Um, like you say, back then there was a number of Star Wars fan sites, as, as they were called and still called today, that focused a lot on the Star Wars toys. There was there was one generalized action figure website, which is still technically around today, but the original owners don't own them, and it, they're called figures.com. Okay. And there was another website that was really more of a message board, um, which I don't know. I, I think that by the time I really started getting into it, the original owners of that site had, had moved on to other things, um, but there really wasn't a a dedicated uh, website like like TNI, I would say, um, you know, figures.com was the closest there was uh, to that at that point. And obviously, I, I did get a lot of, you know, I would say that Toy Fair Magazine influenced me. So I have a lot of respect for Toy Fair Magazine. Later on, you know, I found myself competing against them for breaking toy news and stuff. But but definitely, I would say they were kind of an inspiration for for what I ended up doing. Well, wouldn't wouldn't their news have been a, a little bit late, or did they have did they have a website also? No, they. No, I mean, they eventually did, and in fact, that's probably what killed them, as they were pretty slow to uh, get to uh, move to online. Um, okay, but but toy companies would not release information because they were giving it to toy fair magazine as an exclusive oh okay um which is and and then if something leaked out which often did then we would cover it and of course then the news would by the time they got to print it would be old news and right and so on so um there was you know like i said i mean we were different mediums to a certain extent but there was definitely a little bit i would say of of cross competition but okay um but I, again i have a lot of respect for what they had done because oh, yeah. i mean they were the only they were i mean there were a few other toy magazines out there but they were the only magazine this is why the toy companies love to give them exclusives and stuff but they were the only magazine that would like you could go to like your local grocery store and find them and the magazine rack right on, on there whereas like there was Tomarts, Tomarts. And, and Lees and stuff yeah. where, you know, if you went to your comic book shop, you would find them. Right. But, but they weren't at the general, you know, every magazine yeah. rack that you go to. So that's really what made Toy Fair so unique and special and why the toy companies loved them. Because if their product was on the cover of their magazine, they figured the parents and stuff would, would see, you know, the product there as they're shopping for the groceries and stuff. Right. Um, question. Um, so on your website, is there like um, a place where people can like communicate with you and you know what I'm saying? Like a message board type thing? Yes, there, there as, as Tim was mentioning, there is message boards that we've always had. Um, and, and, and just to clarify for anyone who's watching not, so TNI, there's TNI, which is the main website that covers general toys, but then there's, I have four other websites. So, or three active websites right now. So there's Jedi Insider, which covers, is dedicated to covering all things Star Wars. There's Marvelous News, which is dedicated to covering all things Marvel related. 
And there's tformers.com, which is dedicated to covering all things transformers. And then TNI basically just covers everything else. But each site has its own dedicated message board. And then each site also, you know, social media has become more and more prevalent. You know, each site has its own Facebook page. You know, I have a YouTube channel. Um, so there, I have my own Facebook page where, you know, essentially where I dedicate to just talking action figures and stuff. So there's multiple places where you can go and, and talk about stuff, uh, talk about the news, talk about the latest products, things like that, uh, that we have available. Okay. Well, because, you know, I think about these toys and, you know, I guess people would say they're more like um, boy, man toys, more stuff that men would want. But I think back then, like now, is it becoming more, are you seeing a lot of women on your sites talking with you about this stuff? I won't say a lot, but definitely there has been a bit of a growing trend of female uh, collectors collecting this stuff. And I think even companies um, have pushed more for like female type action figures and stuff. It used to be female action figures were pretty taboo in the world of, of the toy companies themselves. You know, they put a few, you know, if it was a major like Princess Leia, we get a figure, but generally it was thought that female action figures just did not sell well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there was some truth to that. I don't think it was like they were imagining it. I think that's what the sales number told them. But as time has gone on, I I think it's grown. And not only just like female uh, readers and stuff on the site, but like if you go on YouTube and stuff, you're starting to see uh, female toy reviewers and, and, and things like that as well. So, and I, I love seeing that. I, I love seeing, uh, you know, females getting interested into this, in this kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's definitely a demographic that I would love to see continue to grow. Right on. Yeah. Cause I think back then, and you know, there was Barbies and there were GI Joes, <laughs> you know, and then they started, so we had to make our GI Joes and our Barbies like get married and stuff. And then eventually the boy Barbies started to get made and like, you know, I'm just, you're taking me back a little. So That's you're, wait, wait, wait. So you're talking about the big GI Joes though. I'm talking the... about the GI Joes. They were like Barbie size. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah those. Okay. Oh, cause I was just going to say the small GI Joes that him and I played with, they had, they had quite a few females in there and, okay. and they were cool. Okay. They were, I mean, I, I did buy some of those. Going back to Princess Leia, though, uh, I, I, I can see. I mean, everybody had to have Princess Leia in their Star Wars, but uh, she, did, she, she didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I was because my Princess Leia was pretty active. She, you know, I mean, just like she was in the movie. So, you know, I, 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 I got all the different Princess Leia figures and stuff. Of course. You know, I remember as a very young kid, you know, I have an older sister who did play with Barbie. And so I remember as a young kid playing, you know, sneaking in her room and playing with her Barbies and stuff. So <laughs> I guess female figures never skewed. <laughs> I, I, and now, I mean, it's, it's that, that, that's probably one thing that I've noticed that's changed a lot too, because, because like you said, I mean, it was just, I mean, if there was a female figure, I mean, I, I would assume too, that if they did produce it, they were probably in a lot less numbers than than the rest of the line, and they would be sitting on the pegs for for a while. It seemed, but but now it's like if they come out. I mean, I personally, uh, I mean, you know, I was just looking at over my collection the other day, and and I have a lot of of female. I didn't even realize like how many female action figures that I have now. Um, but it's just not even anything that you think about now. It's just like hey, right. you need to have. You need to have this in in your line because, 
I mean, I mean, things have changed too. I mean, the women. I mean, Princess Leia was kind of an ass kicker, but but not like now where like you got. I, I mean, it's it's just the norm to have like if you have a movie that you know pretty much the female is going to be kicking ass in it along with the guys. Right. I mean, I mean, look at the more modern Star Wars movies, which not everybody likes, granted, but you know, you, your main character was a female. Look at the Marvel movies, and you've got a ton of you know kick-ass females in those movies. So definitely, you know, the female uh, characters are getting more more exposure than they used to. But as far as like going back to the collecting and females collecting, I also think that you know they're not just sticking to the female characters. I think you know they're collecting the male char- you know characters too. And oh yeah, so. totally. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Um. So, I mean, you, you did mention your YouTube channel. Um, how has that changed uh, the way the way you do things? Um, I, 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 I can only assume that that has has helped. So I have a love hate relationship with social media in general. Okay. So social media is it's got its advantages but i never i never really believed like you know as as social media has gotten more popular you you would see a lot of websites where it seems like they send their readers to the social media whereas i've always viewed social media as to try and use it as a tool to send people from social media to my websites okay now YouTube is a little unique because YouTube does allow you to generate revenue on it, whereas most other social media platforms really don't. And so I have put more emphasis on YouTube. Um, I enjoy it. I mean, it's been a learning experience that, you know, I I never envisioned myself. First of all, I don't consider myself any type of celebrity or anything along those lines. Um, You know, when I go to a convention and somebody comes up to me and says, Oh man, I watch your videos all the time. You know, I, I'm like flabbergasted that, <laughs> that, you know, yeah. that they're, they're looking at me almost like as like a, some type of a celebrity or something. And so, right. I mean, it's really awesome. And I really love that, you know, people are watching my channel and, you know, I always try and give back to, to those guys, you know, not only on YouTube, but on the websites, we are always doing contests and stuff, mm-hmm. but I just, it's hard for me to, get my wrap my head around this idea that like somebody's watching my videos and they're like hanging on every word that I'm saying (laughs) to me I'm just some guy who is just talking toys and you know I'm not really any more special than anybody else out there so right um so but as far as is using YouTube, it is, it is, it is a very powerful tool to communicate with people. I mean I guess all social media can be but I I primarily focus on on youtube i I don't use like i hardly ever use it i mean the websites have instagram but i i and i have a personal instagram but Mm -hmm. i use my personal instagram very rarely so okay um i don't focus same thing with twitter i mean a little bit on twitter but but it's not like i'm sitting on twitter trying to build up tons and tons of followers on twitter um facebook you know i like a little bit better because it's a little more personal touch where you know I, I certainly don't know everybody personally on my Facebook page, but mm-hmm. I generally, you know, they're, I have some idea of who they are a little bit, as opposed to like Twitter, anybody can chime in or Instagram, anybody can chime in. You have no idea who they are, or what have you. Yeah. So I like communicating on some place like Facebook a little bit more than other social media platforms. 
And then again with YouTube, I started out with the reviews and, but there's so many reviewers out there and there's better reviewers than me. So I really flipped to just doing news on YouTube um, as opposed to really doing a lot of reviews um, like, like a lot of people do. But, but okay. I guess long, long answer short, uh, YouTube has definitely uh, kind of changed uh, the playing field in a lot of ways. Um, mm -hmm. And for the most part, I would say it's been pretty positive. Okay. Now I, I know that you, even, even though you have the site and uh, I, I know that you still have some struggles with finding figures that the rest of us have. Uh, but, um, but as far as like your YouTube video goes, uh, go do, do the companies send you stuff for the specific purpose of reviewing, reviewing on your website now and um, and if that's the case, what do you do with all that stuff afterwards? Well, there, I certainly have been sent product from from toy companies over the years, but I think there's definitely a misconception um, that like toy companies are just flooding people like me um, with with free product to review. Okay. So, to be honest, I, I don't really get a lot of product and generally when a company does send you something it is something that's been out for weeks or months so okay. as far as from a review standpoint it is uh kind of useless um okay. but i have there like used to be um there was a time they don't really do it anymore but there was a time where like i would get these huge shipments from mattel and again, it wasn't like anything brand new. It was like stuff. It seemed like it was just stuff that they were clearancing out. <laughs> and I would get like these uh, boxes of stuff of like Batman and things like that. And generally what I would do is I would either do giveaways on the websites or uh, one of my favorite organizations is Toys for Tots. And so mm -hmm. at the end of the year, I, I would end up giving a lot of that stuff away to Toys for Tots. Okay. All right. Um now, what as far as now, is there uh, any main property that 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 you collect over the others for for your own personal collection? Um, probably Marvel Legends is a big one that I collect. Uh, Star Wars Black Series is one that I I collect a lot. I, I'm really liking the new GI Joe classified line. So that's become, I mean, that's a brand new line, but, but that's yeah. uh, been a favorite of mine. Now, some of these are much easier to get than others, but those are probably right now, I would say my, my, my three favorite. Okay. Um, what would you say in your opinion is, is the best modern toy line? Would you think it's, would it be Marvel legends? You think is the best toy line? Yeah. Um, the best modern toy line. Yeah, probably. Uh, overall, yeah, I, I would say Marvel Legends is is probably the best. I mean, you know, again, the GI Joe Classified, I think, is a really good line, but right now distribution is a major issue with it, so they're not terribly easy, and they just haven't released a ton of figures at this point. Um, yeah. But but Marvel Legends, and you know, even with like you know, one of the trends that's happening is which is a topic all into itself is the growing uh thing with exclusives so which makes things to get harder you know companies are giving stores these all these exclusives and 
but even with Marvel Legends, I think it, it may take a little while, but generally you can find those exclusives. So just overall, you know, I mean, they're not perfect. You know, some people tell you their paint apps are terrible or things like that. But but in general, I think Marvel Legends is is definitely probably the the strongest action modern action figure line that's on the market today. Do you do you have a specific favorite modern figure out? right now well as Just you can probably <laughs> tell behind me i'm a huge captain america fan so i remember and, your i remember your avatar on the so, for, on the old forums so so like this one is the most recent captain america this is comic book based uh it's kind of loosely based on alex ross's artwork so they actually sculpted i don't know how well, this is showing up on the camera, but they actually sculpted uh, the chainmail on the top of the shirt. Oh, okay. And wow. So this is probably right now my favorite uh, Marvel Legend figure. Okay. Um, and a large part is again just because I'm such a huge Captain America fan. Yeah. Cool. Um, I have a uh, question. Are you in your casa right now? <laughs> am I what? Are you in your house right now? Yeah. Well. I work out of my house. Right. This is so. Yes, I am technically in my house, but this is my office. So okay. My entire house does not look like this. If if that's what you're wondering. That was gonna be my question, <laughs> but I am literally like. So the only way I could see you is like on my phone, like watching you on our Facebook Live. So I literally see you about an inch big, but I do see a lot going on. So yes, I was curious to know if the rest of your house was decorated in toys and whatnot. Now, my wife would kill me. I mean, she's very tolerant <laughs> of my hobby, but if I tried to decorate the entire house like this, it, uh, she would kill me. This this room, which again is my main office, and then um, I have kind of usurped the basement. So the basement is somewhat, uh, looks kind of similar to this, but the rest of the house looks very normal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you definitely need room. I mean, that room looks pretty full, so that's good. You're able to at least move into the basement. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, the basement became, it's not technically a fixed up basement, but I kind of made it as fixed up as you can. And um, in part because, because of COVID, my wife started, you know, this past year started working in the house full time. She used to work, you know, I, I worked, at, I always worked in the house even before COVID, but she didn't. But being that we were both working in the house, um, she likes the house much warmer than I do. So we came up with this agreement to kind of save the energy bill where I kind of set up shop in the basement where it tends to be much cooler and she can work up here um, in her office uh, and, and, and things can be warmer. <laughs> um, so I see, and, and is it Skywarp right there? It's not Skywarp. What's uh, uh, Jetfire? Jetfire. I, it, what's uh what version is Skyfire. that? Skyfire. Okay, this, I knew there was this, a couple names, but I, I, for some reason I was thinking Skywarp. So this is the newest one that they did, um, and for, for you know the new trilogy, which you know has a Netflix animated series going on right now, mm -hmm. which is in its second season, and you know I thought it was really good. So, but this, I mean, even though it's based technically on the new cartoon, it also is very reminiscent of how he appeared in the original cartoon. Okay. And um, I'm a huge G1 Transformer. I'm not, I never really got into Beast Wars and, and the other incarnations of Transformers. So mm -hmm. um, 
my my collecting of transformers these days is fairly limited to just g1 stuff okay but this is definitely for transformers um is one of my favorite figures and um they even like made it so you can make him an autobot or decepticon because in the new cartoon he starts out as a decepticon and then he he switches over to uh to the good guys but didn't he do that back in the uh, original cartoon also? Yeah, he did. Um, kind of. Uh, he used to be friends with Starscream. In the original cartoon, he was friends with Starscream, and Starscream found him. Okay. And they kind of tricked him into working for the Decepticons. That's, so that's for right. Like okay. That one episode, for a short time, he did have a Decepticon sticker on his chest. Okay. But then he uh, threw it off at the end and, and joined the Autobots. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew that it was something like that anyway. Um now, uh, which Destro do you have right there by you also? Is that the... Um... Yeah, so this is the new classified uh, six-inch, uh, you know, part of the six-inch line that Hasbro just launched last year. This that is, is one of them on. One of them that I've been able to find, and I, I've, been, I've been striking out. I think I've only been able to find four of them so far. Yeah, th- this, he's from the first wave. Now, the regular release figures, if you're willing to buy online, are, are not that difficult to get, and they're even being, you know, reissued but um it's the ones that they have at target as exclusives that are paying the ass to get but yeah but uh but this is one of my favorites i you know this i think is probably one of the best figures so far in the classified lines yeah i i I love that one um i think the only ones other ones that i've found are scarlet uh gung-ho and snake eyes uh i actually i take that back i did see duke and, and roadblock and i didn't pick them up uh just because I was hoping there'd be better versions of them to come out um, later, but well, there are two roadblocks. There's, but the second one's a Target exclusive, and then uh, I'm sure Duke will get re-releases down the road. But oh. you're pretty lucky to have gotten the Snake Eyes because that's probably one of the more popular ones. When in, when in I the line. when when I first saw them, they, I was surprised they they had quite a few. Um, and then I went back, and you know, they I I saw Snake Eyes sitting there for a while, um, but now. Now it's like I haven't seen seen any in a in a long time. But I have a good question for both of you guys. Like as a non-toy collector, what makes a toy line the best? Like the detail that's put into the toys or what <laughs> you know, like what makes it the best? Well, that's a question where you could ask ten different toy collectors <laughs> exactly. and you would get ten different answers. Okay, um, I get right. that. But I would say for me, and probably a lot of people, uh, articulation is a big factor. Um, you know, I, I like to have a fair amount of articulation in my figures. Some figures are more static, more statuesque, okay. per se. And I mean, statues are collectibles in their own right. So, you know, but for me, as an action figure collector, I definitely like to have articulation. And then I like to have decent paint applications. And, I, it, you know, in a perfect world, I would love to have really finely detailed or, or, you know, paint applications, but as long as they're just decent, then, then I'm usually pretty happy. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with, with, with all that, but I am a big fan of them throwing some of the more obscure characters in, into the line as well. I mean, they all kind of do that now, nowadays more than they used to, I would say. Uh, back in the day, yeah. a lot of times you just got the main the the main figures or the the main stars of whatever it was and that was pretty much it. 
Yeah, and you all, I mean, Marvel, you'll always get Iron Man, Captain America, Wolverine, but definitely, like, especially at Marvel Legends, they definitely have a tendency to dig deep and, and give you, like, characters like Frogman and, yeah. and things like that, so. Yeah, very unlike the old Batman line, where it seemed like that was all you would get. <laughs> uh, was that was that the Kenner line, where it was just, like, Batman in, in like, uh, and, I, and I've never been a big Batman collector, so I'm honestly asking you this uh where it just seemed like it was just batman's in different decos different suits and that that was pretty much all you got yeah i mean kenner uh did that and again that was a line for the kids yeah. of course you know mcfarland toys doing dc practically every other figure that they release is batman related so batman's definitely a huge seller so yeah these tend to do a lot of him yeah i, I know they got to do what they got to do but <clears throat> but I was just—I just remember that line back then. I probably would have bought some of the some of the villains uh, back in the in the day, but uh, it just seemed like it was Batman, this Batman, Batman, Batman. But um, now, would you say I was watching um, one of the wrestling um, podcasts the other day, and uh, they were saying, as far as wrestling figures go, that this is like the golden age for for them. Just as a whole, would you kind of consider this the golden age of? of action figures for wrestling no not um, no just in in figures in general oh oh in general um as far as character selection and and things like that yes definitely and on the flip side of that it is you know again going back to how we are seeing more and more figures and stuff being released as store exclusives and stuff mm-hmm. it is much harder to get a lot of this stuff so while there's a ton of awesome looking action figures like like a perfect example would be um NECA's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line those figures I think are awesome and I didn't even really collect you know the original turtle action figures but you know trying to find those in your local target at least up until this point I think maybe it's gotten a little better but it's definitely been very difficult so I think that frustrates a lot of people and then also prices are starting to uh inch more and more upward Right. So I don't know if I would call it a golden age just because there's kind of give and take there. But if you were just talking about the selection or type of product that is being put out there, then yes, I, I would definitely say it, it is a golden age. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of what I mean. And I think that's what they were talking about as far as wrestling figures go, because obviously you have the Mattel figures that I think just blew Jack's away um and then you got the jazzwares aew figures now and then you got a lot of the other companies um i think boss fight studios is doing some of the international guys and uh and there's another one not not hot toys um storm storm collectibles has done a couple awesome ones too so i, I think that's just kind of what they were talking about as far as uh just the the selection of guys and just the the quality of of figure that they that yeah. they're able to do nowadays yeah i mean wrestling um and wrestling i mean seems to be very popular at least judging by how much the retailers seem to carry that stuff so oh, yeah um and like you say they're in super sevens another company that has done a little bit oh, of, yes. of wrestling figures right um the luchadera figures like like you mentioned for boss fight and stuff so um and just like independent, I mean, we're, you know, it used to be just WWE and then, you know, if there was another major 
wrestling organization like AEW, but now you're starting to see like independent, like companies do individual wrestlers who I guess aren't under contract anymore. Yeah. Um, doing like, it, you know, Andre the Giant and things like that. So, right. Um, so as far as the exclusive thing, does that, you think that damages the hobby somewhat? I, th- yes. I mean, it is a, I, th- I think it is a necessary evil, but I think companies need to, as far as it essentially comes down to, you know, with Toys R Us, when Toys R Us went out of business, um, that kind of allowed Walmart and Target to have almost a monopoly on things. And because of that, I think that their grip on the toy companies has strengthened. So, you know, when your biggest customer says, I want exclusives, you know, you're going to give them to them. So, yeah. But on the flip side of that, there's probably a lot of figures that would have never seen the light of day if they hadn't been made as an exclusive. So, you know, it's kind of a catch 22, I guess, but um, yeah, it would, it, you know, in a perfect world, it would be great if there were no, if every place was able to carry it. And, you know, back like in the eighties, when you could go into the toy store and you would just see tons and tons of action figures on the aisles. Um, but unfortunately I don't think we'll ever get back to that point. So no, no. All right, I'm just going to ask you a few questions uh, to get your uh, uh, opinion on. Um, well, actually, this isn't an uh, I mean, it's still an opinion, I guess. But uh, <laughs> what would you say is your most prized action figure or toy that, that you own? Well, I, I, I figured you might ask something like that. So <laughs> I, this one, which is a Star Wars figure, I, I, and I, I haven't checked the value of it in a long time, but this probably has the most sentimental value for me. And that's because this, the first year when I was just starting out the websites, the first year I went to Toy Fair, which is the yearly uh, trade show event that the toy companies have. It's not open to the public. It's only open to retailers and the media. But back then, um, Hasbro would do these exclusives. And this was the very first year. Well, it was the second year I went to Toy Fair, but it was the first year that I was given access to go into the Hasbro uh, showroom, which actually back then they they owned an entire building um, in oh, New York okay. City. And, and so I got this exclusive, which, you know, they've never re-released or anything. It's, it's a, it's a, silver Darth Vader and he's got the lightsaber comes up through the packaging and everything. Oh, okay. So wow. just because it was kind of my first, you know, doing this as a living, um, going to this trade show and getting this exclusive. Yeah. Um, it, it is a fairly unique figure, I think, but it just, yeah. to me, it has a lot of sentimental value just because, you know, it was one of, you know, as a, a reminder of me starting out and everything, um, yeah. for my own business and stuff. Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's, that's cool. So is that, uh, so is it, is it plastic just with, uh, just with like a silver paint yeah, job I mean, on I've it? I've never opened it, or, so, but yeah. I, I mean, it's not, it's not pewter or anything. It, I no, mean, cause it, I'm having a hard a time. plastic action figure with a metallic silver paint coat. Oh, okay. The hardest thing about this thing was this lightsaber. Again, it sticks up out of the packaging and mm-hmm. I, I put, I put it in like later on, I put it in this outer case, but when they gave it, it was just, you know, the card back. And so trying to get this thing home without snapping off that, that lightsaber oh, was, yeah. was a bit of a chore, but, but, <laughs> oh, uh, I bet. but yeah, it, it, I mean, it, like I said, I mean, the figure itself is, it's just a normal action figure. I mean, I, you know, they don't, 
again i don't think they ever re-released it in any other way but okay. so it may yeah. it's probably got some value to it but yeah. it's really for me it's more about a sentimental. sentimental right yeah that's awesome uh now are there any dead properties that you would like to see return it seems like almost everything has come back but there's got to be there's got to be some still out there um i think Speaking more of what I, I think people would like to see, um, I don't have as much personal sentimental value because, like, it's not something I personally watch. But, like, I know, like, Mass, when you ask people, oh, yeah. um, the Mass toy line, which Hasbro is working on, you know, supposedly working on a movie and stuff. So I do suspect we will see that return. Okay. Um, but I think that's probably a big one. I mean, there's a lot of somewhat obscure lines from the 80s, Brave Star um i mean silver hawks is coming back now super seven just announced they're, they're going to be doing yeah, silver hawks and that. stuff so yeah. um personally but, I, I would kind of like to see chris star come back do you yeah, think there's I any have, any market for that it could be i mean there's probably always some market for any of those i like i i had one uh of those figures as a kid they were like it was like i don't even remember which one it was it was the red translucent figure okay but um I only had a few myself. Those those were kind of hard to find at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how I ended up with one of those figures because I don't think I bought it in the store. So oh. but um but yeah, I mean, um, I mean there there's a ton. I mean, cops, uh, that would be kind of a cool one. Uh, oh yeah. To see come back. Um, just the, all those 80s cartoons that that right had maybe like toy lines for a year or so. Yeah. Um you know, and there's, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, you can find somebody who says, Oh yeah, I, I definitely would love to have that. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, uh, what, what movies, uh, genre movies are you looking forward to the most? Let's say coming out within, uh, 2021. <laughs> well, I, so I, I'm a huge fan of the Marvel movies. So, you know, when those actually start coming back, I mean, I've been loving the WandaVision and, oh, yeah, me too. and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series uh, coming out next month. Um, I, I have HBO Max. I don't think I would subscribe to HBO Max if I, just for the, the Snyder Cut Justice League movie, but, but I'm definitely interested to see if it's going to be better than the original movie and, and how yeah. it changes things. So right. I, I would love to see, you know, DC kind of get things back on track and, and kind of, you know, flush out their, their movie universe um, yeah. more. So we'll have to see how that goes. But it, with, as far as upcoming, uh, the Kong versus Godzilla, I mean, that I, yeah. it's hard to think of it as a movie because I'm going to be watching it in my living room, but, but. Uh, oh, really? But yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Cause that, the, all those Warner brother movies are going straight to HBO max. I mean, I, I, maybe thought, I getting... thought they were saying that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was going to be in IMAX theaters. It, it, they may see some uh, theater release, but but if okay. you have HBO Max, you'll be able to watch it at home. Okay, I just I got to see that one. I'm hoping I got I do have a couple IMAX uh, theaters near me. I am hoping that they show it because I I would love to see that. I mean, how how could you not? I mean, I, I've seen most of them in the regular theaters, but I definitely want to see this. In, in IMAX. Um, yeah. Now, uh, okay, we, we're pretty much running out of time. So uh, I guess this will be the last question, and then, and then you can, uh, can just kind of give a rundown of things that you got going on. But uh, 
excuse me. Um, do you have any outlook for the the future of of the toy collecting hobby? Um, I mean, do you think there's going to be much change in things? I mean, I know the I know the prices are kind of kind of going up on everything. Uh, COVID has probably affected quite a bit. Um, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, as we talked about before, again, we are seeing a lot of very cool products being put out, but I do fear that like the trend of more and more exclusives and just the rising prices will eventually, you know, doom the hobby in general. Um, yeah. Maybe not 100%, but, but, you know, is it a growing hobby or is it a shrinking hobby? And, and at times it, it definitely feels like it's more shrinking than growing. Um, I think not that COVID in any way is a good thing, but I think in some ways COVID has actually helped the hobby a little bit, I guess, just because people have nothing else to do. So they've been out <laughs> buying action figures and stuff. Right. Um, but, but um, I, as far as, Again, I mean, if you had asked me 20 years ago, would I still be doing this? Uh, I would have told you no way. So yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say never, but but I guess with the rising prices and, and stuff like that, it, it is sometimes hard to see how much longer this, this hobby actually has left in it. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being on here. We really appreciate it. Um, is there anything that, that you'd like to plug besides, well, I mean, besides visiting your website every day. Well, that's probably the, the best thing you can do uh, is <laughs> just go to um, uh, 20, it's 20si.com is for 20s International and then MarvelousNews.com, JediInsider.com and Tformers.com. Um, check them out if you're into any, you know, kind of collectible for those properties or even like, you know, we do movie and, and, and stuff like movie news and stuff like that. So yeah, just check them out if you want. And, um, you know, I, it's a great hobby. I mean, a lot of nostalgia to it. And, you know, so even if you've never thought about action figures are definitely not for just kids anymore. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, no. And it's been a while since they haven't been. But uh, I try yeah. to convince her of that, but she just she ignores me. Oh, so. whatever. <laughs> Well, she's too busy selling human skulls. So. Well, right. exactly. I mean, that's that's like a whole other level. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Jay, thank you once again, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Take it no easy. No problem. Thank, thank you. See you later. Right. Later. All right. All right. Uh, Kristen, we uh, also um, – We'll be back at some point. Okay. <laughs> so, sounds good. Uh, everybody just uh, continue to check the Collection Reflection Facebook page, and uh, we will see everybody next time. Thank you. See you later.